Today is the second Sunday of Lent. Uh, The epistle for the Mass today is taken from St. Paul's first epistle to the Thessalonians, chapter 4. Brethren, we pray and beseech you in the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so also you would walk that you may abound the more. For you know what precepts I have given to you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles that know not God, and that no man overreach nor circumvent his brother in business, because the Lord is the avenger of all these things, as we have told you before and have testified. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto sanctification, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the Holy Gospel is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 17. At that time, Jesus taketh unto him Peter and James and John his brother, and bringing them up into a high mountain apart, and he was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his garments became white as snow. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elias talking with him. Then Peter answering said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. And as he was as yet speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, And lo, a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And the disciples hearing fell upon their face and were very much afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said to them, Arise and fear not. And they lifting up their eyes saw no one but only Jesus. And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them saying, Tell the vision to no man, till the Son of Man be risen from the dead. Thus far the words of the Holy Gospel. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. These words are taken from the epistle for the Mass today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear friends, I'm sure you will agree with me, we are living in rather turbulent times. Uh, Upheaval in our own country, turmoil in the world, wars and rumors of war, and distress among the faithful. In these days, many of the good lack conviction, while the wicked are focused on achieving their goal. How, we may ask, are we going to live in these troubled times? And what can we do to make a difference? There's a story that took place during World War II. A certain group of United States soldiers sought shelter in an abandoned building. 
They were exhausted from the day and they hoped that this building would provide them the cover that they needed. And so after spending some time searching the building, they deemed it safe and decided to camp there for the night. As the soldiers sat against the wall, they began talking. After discussing the day's events, some of the soldiers began to reminisce about home, about the news they had received from family and friends, about the various kinds of food that they looked forward to eating when they returned to the United States, and so on. Eventually, the topic of conversation turned towards the war and its impact on the world. Guys, one soldier said, the world is in a bad spot, and this war isn't going to change anything. A discussion then ensued about what was needed to fix the problems in the world. Better politicians, suggested one soldier. Better leaders, said another. In turn, each soldier proposed his solution to the difficulties of the time, and as they did so, one young man sat by listening quietly. He only spoke up after the others had finished. Guys, he said, look at history. There have been good leaders and good politicians in the past. But when you look at history and you look at today, We are missing something, something much more important than good politicians and good leaders. Something is lacking today, he said, that we always had in centuries past when times were dark. And it's not politicians and leaders. Then what is it? interrupted one of the soldiers. Saints, the young man replied. We need saints. Some of you may not share my Catholic beliefs, he said, but I think history compels us to acknowledge this as fact. Only a generation of saints with the help of God's grace can turn this world around. These words, my dear friends, were true in the 1940s, and they are no less true today. We need saints. From the dawn of Christianity, when their days were at their darkest, when the situation in the world seemed most desperate, when the church was beset by heresy and by persecution, It was then at those turbulent times that God raised up some of the greatest saints to ever walk this earth. And he will do the same today. The answer to our questions then is quite simple. How are we going to live in these troubled times? And what can we do to make a difference? There's really only one answer. We have to become saints. This is the will of God, St. Paul tells us in today's epistle. Your sanctification, 
This is God's will for us. This is his earnest desire that we become saints. To become a saint doesn't mean that we have to work miracles like St. Patrick. We don't have to raise the dead to life. It does not mean that we have to have apparitions from Our Lady like St. Bernadette. It doesn't mean that we have to have the theological and philosophical knowledge of St. Thomas Aquinas or live on top of a pillar like St. Simon Stylites. All that is necessary for us to become the saints of our times, the saints that God has called us to be, is to unite our will with God's will at every moment of every day. It's really that simple. It's almost too simple to be true. Because sanctity consists in the union of our will with God's. And this union can be achieved by means of two traits, two characteristics that all the saints have had in common. Dedication and defiance. To be dedicated to someone or something means that we put that person or that thing above all else. We devote our time and our strength to that person or that thing. A good husband and father, for example, is dedicated to his family when he puts the good of the family above his personal interests, when he devotes his time and his strength to providing for the spiritual and material needs of his family. It follows, then, that dedication is born of love. For when we love, we are dedicated to the person or thing that we love. And love seeks to do the most, not the least, for the one loved. To become a saint, we must be dedicated Catholics. We must be truly devoted to Almighty God and to the practice of our Catholic faith. And in the practical order this means, we spare no effort in keeping the commandments. We faithfully carry out the duties of our state and life. We strive to practice virtue. We forgive those who have offended us. It means we are men and women of prayer. You know, fidelity to prayer, to our morning and evening prayers, to prayer in time of temptation, to the daily rosary, this is a sign that we are on the path of holiness. Because one who does not pray, that person is on the road to perdition. As St. Alphonsus Liguori tells us, according to the ordinary course of things, one who does not pray cannot be saved. Furthermore, dedication means that we attend Mass attentively and receive Holy Communion devoutly. It means confessing our sins humbly, taking advantage of the graces offered us in the confessional, and following the advice of our confessor. And finally, dedication means that we bear the hardships, we bear our sufferings and contradictions, we bear our sorrows for God 
And this we do with patience. Not complaining about our trials, being resigned in times of suffering, entrusting our sorrows to God's care, and doing, as I said, all of this to please God, knowing that he will help us get through whatever difficulty it is if we trust him and if we go to him. If we can do these things, my dear friends, hard as they may be to our fallen human nature, we are dedicated Catholics. And dedicated Catholics are the ones that God chooses to be his saints. Now, the second trait that we must acquire if we will reach sanctity, the sanctity to which God has called us, is defiance. Defiance means open resistance. The word itself has taken on a negative connotation. It's used often in regard to an unruly child who defies his parents, refusing to respect them, refusing to obey them. That, of course, is not the kind of defiance I'm referring to here. The defiance I'm talking about is an open resistance to our fallen human nature and to the world. We must defy ourselves. And this means we must not only resist and conquer the unruly cravings of our fallen human nature, those desires for some illegitimate satisfaction, but we must also restrain our self-will, that self-will that is in all of us, which seeks to do what it wants, when it wants, and how it wants to do it, and which rebels with anger and with sadness when it doesn't get its way. We must resist our fallen human nature. We have to defy ourselves. And then we must defy the world. You know, one of the things I think that gets in the way of us being staunch Catholics and striving for sanctity is that we have a tendency in our fallen human nature to want to be just like everyone else, to fit in with the world. This is nothing new. It's been part of fallen human nature for many centuries now. You might recall in the Old Testament when God delivered the Israelites from slavery and led them into the promised land. He gave them some rules. Basically, he told them, you're going to wear different clothing. You cannot eat certain foods. You have to do certain things. In a word, you have to live differently. You're going to want to fit in with the pagans, but you can't. And not because you're better, but because you're mine. You're my chosen people. If we, my dear friends, want to be Catholics in this country, in this modern culture, in this impure and immoral society, and if we want to be saints, 
we're going to have to live differently from this world. We are going to have to be defiant. We cannot go along with the impure entertainment, the movies, the television shows, the music, the books. We have to resist wearing the immodest fashions that are leading souls to hell in droves. We cannot speak in the foul, impure, and provocative ways of the world. We have to defy the world. We can't ally ourselves with it. This is the stuff, as they say, that saints are made of. And if there ever were a time that called for saints, that time is now. For the days are indeed dark. And as that American soldier pointed out, today we don't need politicians. We need saints. For as he said, only a generation of saints, with the help of God's grace, can turn this world around. May we ever keep this truth before our eyes. It does not require much time to make a saint. It requires only much love. May we then be willing to love God enough to be dedicated. May we be willing to love him enough to be defiant. And no matter what happens in the course of our lives, May we never stop striving to become saints. For this is the will of God, our sanctification. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.